Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. How you doing? This is Bill Williamson, and this is Urban Black Friday. This is our weekly podcast, day after the game podcast because of the delay. And hey, what do you know? Uh, the Raiders' heartbeat is still a ticking. Can you hear that? It's ticking. Three games left. They probably need to go 3-0. and Really good chance they go 3-0. and They get to the playoffs. And there you go. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Will they get there? I don't know. It's week to week. It's week to week. And it's crazy. And the NFL is getting super crazy with this COVID thing. A lot of Raider fans, a lot of Raiders, the Raiders owner were pissed off when that game got moved. I didn't really think it would be that big a deal for a few reasons. They get a couple of extra days of rest. It's going to be a lot better Monday than it was Saturday in Cleveland, and that turned out to be the case. It was rainy and stormy Saturday night. It was cold but clear on Monday night. And the Browns weren't going to be out of the woods anyways. They had 21 guys when the game was pushed back. They ended up playing without 18 and a lot of critical players. The Raiders played a JV team. They didn't have their coach. They played a JV team, and that's not the Raiders' fault. It maybe is the Raiders' fault that they had to, you know, thank goodness for Daniel Carlson, who's just a stud. I mean, are you ever not going to have confidence in that guy? Um, but you don't apologize. You acknowledge that you got a break. You acknowledge that the offense still has to get better. An eighth game in 14 that they've scored 16 or less. And, you know, let's face it. If they're going to put that performance against a Cleveland team that was just, you know, average wear and tear for Week 15, because the Raiders played without uh, four guys or so, I don't know if it gets it done. But, again, you don't apologize. You just go. And now you go to Denver, play Denver at home, and they don't have Teddy Bridgewater. They have a Drew Luck. So you can't say they're not getting breaks. They're not. They're getting opportunity. And you know they should win this game. And then they should be eight and seven, and just have to go in two more. But then it gets a little tougher. You got at Indy, and you got the Chargers at home. Not impossible. Not impossible. All winnable. But the Raiders have to show that they can do this. That's the thing. They have to show that they can do this. The Raiders have played... Um, they've played five close games this year. When I talk close games, either overtime or, you know, right down the last second. They're 4-1 and one in those games. Could have gone either way, but they went their way. Got some fortune, made some plays. Got for it, but made some plays, certainly. And games that weren't close... The Raiders are three and six. And the Raiders seven games that they've won, they've won by a total of forty-four points. Buckle your seatbelt. In the seven games that they've lost, they've lost by a total of 119 points. 
So what does that all mean? Well, I guess long and the short is that they when they win it's close, and when they lose they get their teeth knocked out. And, you know, that's kind of scary for a playoff contender, but that's the deal. Um, so they have to prove some things to us down this stretch, and they have that opportunity. So that's all you want is an opportunity, and they have an opportunity. I mean, yesterday was the, a just-win-baby game like you'll never want to see before, right? But, you know... Hey, Cleveland was one freaking play away from icing that game, and they couldn't. The Raiders made the stop on defense after not making many stops in that second half. And then Derek Carr, after that horrendous uh, interception, gets a chance and doesn't screw it up and, 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 and spreads the ball around. This offense, passing offense is going to be its best when it can spread the ball around. Zay Jones made some plays late. Foster Moreau made some plays late. That's the way it's going to be. And they'll get Waller back, I would think, soon. But they're going to have to continue to spread that ball around and, and make plays. And, you know, they fumbled five times yesterday. And they only lost one of them. So they're, they're living dangerously. I mean, you would think that a team that had 18 players, including their top two quarterbacks, Many other defensive backfield, many other offensive linemen, their receivers. They wouldn't lose a game in the last second. They would lose it basically before halftime, but it didn't happen. And that's a little scary, but again, the Raiders have an opportunity, and that's all you can ask for. So, not perfect, not pretty, but they have an opportunity. And now they have another good opportunity. And we'll talk a little bit about that more. Again, um, but again, they made the plays on. They made the plays late, and in those close games we just talked about, they made the plays late. So they have to make sure they become more consistent when they do that. You know, and and, and scoring sixteen points is they, they've lost seven games when they've lost those sixteen points. When they scored those sixteen points, they they lead the league along with the awful Jaguars and the awful Texans. That ain't good. So they got to find more ways to score. But again, they have that opportunity. You know, they want to see the defense get some more sacks, a bit of a sack slump. You know, they, they, some of these young guys can tackle, though. I love that Morg's a good tackler. Diablo's a good tackler. They got some players. These guys can turn into really good players. I mean, so it. it there is certainly, if it doesn't work out this year, you got to feel okay about going into next year and say, okay, we'll have some coaching stability and maybe, you know, there won't be a, a, a terrible event, in, you know, involving a key player. You know, I mean, but we'll look, we'll look at that next year. But, yeah, this has been a rough, long year. But they still have a chance. Malcolm Koontz didn't play any defensive plays yesterday. He played some of the special teams. But, you know, it was more of a game against they're going to try to stop the run. So Nassip and Farrell were in there, um, you know, a little bit. And that's probably going to be the case against the Broncos because the Broncos are going to try to win this game on the ground. And they have some good running backs. I mean, Devontae Williams, 
has over 800 yards. Melvin Gordon has over 700 yards. They average 123 yards a game on the ground. Um, when Denver, when the Raiders beat Denver uh, in October in Week Six in in Denver in Rich Bisaccia's first game as the interim head coach, um, they got to a big. They jumped out to big leads. So Fred, uh, Teddy Bridgewater had to throw the ball a lot, and because they got behind, he threw 49 times. And Devontae Williams and Melvin Gordon only had to combine 21 carries. And they both did well in, in the they had they averaged five yards a carry. The Broncos are gonna want to change that script, not allow the Raiders to score early, and establish their ground game. And you know, that's what the Raiders are gonna have to uh defend against, certainly. Certainly. And you know, Denver has a decent defense. But if the Raiders can, you know, be aggressive, spread that ball around Carr, don't put the ball on the carpet, and be the better team, they should be okay. Corey Littleton didn't play much on Monday. That's interesting. Uh, this is being taped before Rich Bisaccia talks on Tuesday. I believe he's scheduled to talk on Tuesday. So we don't know what's up with Littleton. Um... You know, they they feel they want to go with Diablo and maybe even Marco Lee. They'll probably cut Littleton in the offseason. They're probably going to cut Nick uh, Krakowski in the offseason anyways. But that's, you know, conversations for later on. Um, Jonathan Abram has a dislocated shoulder. It looked ugly. Um, see how bad it is. Maybe he misses time. Maybe it doesn't. Um, I don't know if it's the same shoulder that he broke his rookie year, but... You know, he's had some issues there. He played a pretty good game against the Browns, I thought. Um, so, yeah, we will see. Um, again, don't know much about injuries. Don't know about Waller. Don't know about Perryman. Uh, Trayvon Mullen is on the injury reserve for the rest of the year. Uh, Nate Hobbs has a chance to come back next week. He was on the COVID list. Um, we'll see. This COVID's going to change games every week. The Chiefs are dealing with it right now. I mean, it's going to be ugly, you know, down the stretch. So you just got to go week to week and hope you survive that week and then get to the next. And I think that's exactly where the Raiders are. Just get to the next freaking week. And that's their opportunity. Again, I, they have an opportunity. They haven't been great. It hasn't been pretty, but they have an opportunity. And they have a really good chance to win this game. So I feel like my message is going to be the same thing next week when we come back after Christmas. So you know the deal. Quick and easy. like to make you a smart Raider fan. We're giving the latest news. I don't need to talk all day. That's not what we're here for. We're here for bam, bam. Let's get it done. Let's talk about next week. They got a shot. I want you guys all to have a Merry Christmas. I appreciate you. I've done podcasts for a long time, and I know a lot of you people are on this podcast who've been at, with me at other spots, and I appreciate it. I want to thank everybody that reads Silver and Black Pride. I want to thank uh, you know the staff. You, you got Matt Holder, and you got Marcus Johnson, you got Ray Asperia, and you got B.D. Williams, and... I appreciate them all. I appreciate you guys all. I want you to be safe. I want you to be happy. And we'll talk next week after what I think is going to be a, a Raider win, and they'll be 8-7. Uh, and seven. We'll be talking how do you beat uh, the Colts. 
All right, we'll talk to you. Thanks, everybody.